Hey everyone and welcome back. I'm so happy to be back. Thank you guys so much for still continuing to support the podcast. I really appreciate it. I'm just excited that I am doing a new episode. Um, So today I wanted to talk about the, in my opinion, the top 10 problematic TV characters. Um, Let me tell you, so when I was um, sick and not feeling well, all I did obviously was like stay home and watch TV. And then I got to thinking that some of the um, characters on some of the shows I was rewatching annoyed the fuck out of me. So um, I just wanted to conclude my problematic series, I guess you could, because the last episode I recorded was the Disney princesses. So yeah that's where i got that idea from i was watching um sex in the city (laughs) and i was kind of like dang i used to watch a show all the time and i mean it's still like one of my top five um favorites but one of the characters is very problematic and was getting on my nerves as i was watching it so she is on the list um so yeah that is where i got the idea from today so let's get right to it so my number one is ross from friends now i didn't jump on the friends bandwagon like i never found it to be interesting or anything like that and then it was on Netflix. So I think maybe a year and a half ago, I think maybe I started watching the series. And I mean, it was funny. I mean, it was, you know, there's moments where I like laugh my ass off or whatever, but I wouldn't put it in my top 10 favorites. I mean, I don't know. It Like I said, it is what it is. It was funny, but it's not like one of my top favorite shows. So with that, um, the reason why I found Ross to be problematic is because he thought he was better than his friends. No pun intended. (laughs) Um, It's just like he was a paleontologist and he just always talked down to his friends, always thought he was better. He was a know-it-all. It was just, it was just really annoying. And, you know, there, again, there are some moments where I thought it was funny, but other times he kind of annoyed me because again, he was a know-it-all and he made his friends feel like they were stupid. And I don't, I don't like that. Um, also <laughs> he was very possessive of Rachel. Like it was like, possessive as hell like I remember they had gotten drunk and then they got married and then she wanted to divorce him and he wouldn't give her the divorce and it was just like he was very possessive of her and he was it was just I don't know like he was obsessed with her like when she had her job um at the what was it I think it was like the fashion designer like she was trying to like her career was taking off and I remember there was that one part where the guy um who was attractive was at her job and he just kept trying to sabotage her and he just wanted to make sure she didn't cheat on him with his co-worker and just being very like you know she's trying to get ahead and he's sending her like bouquets of flowers and showing up at her job randomly and just embarrassing her and that would have pissed me off you know what I mean and she did get annoyed and so it's like again the first watch I was kind of like okay (laughs) you know this is too much like he's doing the most right now and you could tell she was getting annoyed with it and I also didn't like how he um 
he wanted to he wanted her to choose between him and her career and I was kind of disappointed that spoiler alert (laughs) the last episode like she ended up choosing him I mean she had her dream job like the whole series like she went from being this ditzy girl who relied on her parents for everything and then she you know had this amazing career that she you know got all on her own and then still at the end his behavior was rewarded with her getting off the plane and being with him I just I don't know and he just called himself a good guy and was like you know I'm a good guy I'm a nerd I'm this and that but he was just he had issues like obsessive possessive and jealous and he was whiny as fuck and he was annoying condescending I just Ross can go So number two is uh, Chuck Bass from Gossip Girl. Now I know I was kind of like, okay, I used I loved Gossip Girl. Okay, let me tell you, like when Blair and Chuck got together, I was like, oh my God, so cute. However, it's like we all forgot that the first episode, he tried to rape Jenny. He was a rapist. He was manipulative. He was aggressive towards women and let's also not forget that he tried to exchange Blair for a hotel it's like did we forget about all that because Blair and him were so cute and he brought her macaroons and you know all of this other stuff and it was just like when I rethought of Chuck Bass it's like I see these memes sometimes it's like everybody wants a Chuck Bass and it's like he was rapey (laughs) and manipulative you know like I don't know. I found him to be problematic and that's why he's on my list. Number three is Meredith Grey from Grey's Anatomy. And again, I'm like rewatching this because like, why not? I mean, they have like 50 million seasons. Um, And she, to me annoys the hell out of me even in the current season she annoys the hell out of me she's very whiny and selfish and first of all okay like I can I guess I can probably put Derek in here as well because she had an affair with Derek when she knew he was married now initially she obviously didn't know so I'll give her that at first she didn't know that he was married because he didn't tell her and his wife showed up you know what I mean and after the fact that she knew he was married she basically was like pick me choose me love me to him and still continued having an affair and I just was kind of like okay girl and then I just love it how in seasons after that she kind of got her karma back because she thought that Derek cheated on her and sometimes I'm thinking like well did he is it just showing up that he was tempted to but it's like you you lose them how you get them girl I'm sorry to say but it's like you were the mistress you know what I mean and then it came back to you years later so that was your karma and it's just like she was just rude and just had this whole I'm dark and twisty Meredith you know bullshit going on and she was mean to her sisters like obviously her half sisters from her dad's side she was mean to them didn't want to open up to them she was horrible to Lexi and then she finally opened up and then when she um met her half sister with her mom and the chief it was like she was mean to her it's just like why the fuck are people like so pressed to you know what I mean like 
get her to like them. It's so annoying how they chase her around and like beg her to pay attention to them and love them and all this other stuff. And it, it's quite annoying. And I feel like it's, she knows what she's doing. And I feel like she's manipulative in that way as well. Um, because again, her half sisters didn't do anything to her. Her dad walked out on her and her mom, but yet she's giving her half sisters an attitude. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not their, their fault. Like get mad at your dad. Um, and it's like anyone who tried to get close to her, she'd act all mysterious and all this stuff. And it's like, I'm hard to know. And I don't want to know you. And to me, that was just rude and bitchy. And again, it's like, why does everyone have to chase after you? And the whole thing before her and Derek got married, it's like she kept pushing him away, giving him ultimatums and I need space. And then got mad when he walked away. Then I want you back and then pushes him away again. And then he got tired of it and he started dating someone else. And she was mad about that. It's like, make up your damn mind. Like, it's just like I said, I, she just annoyed me to the extreme because the earlier seasons I realized how annoying she was like I'm obviously watching the current season I'm like was she always this annoying yes she was and she continues to annoy me and it's not like they're going to kill her off because obviously the show is named after her so <laughs> number four is Ezra Fitz from Pretty Little Liars now do I even need to go there I mean uh <laughs> He's a teacher and he was sleeping with his student who's only fucking 16 years old. Do I need to even <laughs> say why that's problematic? I mean, it's like, first of all, he's just out of college. He meets her at a bar. Cool, whatever. But then it's like when he sees her in the classroom, he still has this thing for her. And I'm like, again, bro, she's 16 years old. And I don't know why it was okay to like... I guess make that okay that a teacher was in love with his student I think it's fucking gross again I don't care if she lied about her age when you found out about her age you should have left her alone and it's like he didn't so I still I just gross I never thought it was cute I never thought it was oh well you love someone no it was disgusting like when I first saw that I was almost about to turn off pretty little like I almost was gonna like stop watching it and I haven't actually finished the whole series but I just remember that I thought that was disgusting that he still was like messing with Arya knowing that she was 16 years old number five is uh Beck from you now let me tell you something that show I love that show like <laughs> it kept me like I basically binged watch that like from episode one I was hooked the reason why Beck is on my list is because she is a complete shit show like she oh that girl she to me she played like a damsel in distress and she always wanted to be saved like she had this thing where it's like she put herself in these situations and she made horrible decisions to where she you know needed to be saved and it just it just kind of annoyed me in a way because again she she would do these things and then act stupid or whatever like oh what like how did I get myself in this situation and oh my god you're here to save me like she just played this like just dumbass role and it just annoyed me like again it's like no matter what she did it's just like Joe always forgave her and she knew that like I said she was not stupid she knew that she could do anything sleep with anyone cuss him out break up with him whatever and he'd still come and save her and it just 
irritating me because she breaks up with Joe and then when she sees that he's with someone she slithers her way back in because again she knows that Joe has a thing for her would do anything for her and it just it just annoyed me the whole time I'm watching it I was getting annoyed I was like grinding my teeth just like watching her act all fucking ditzy and stupid like she didn't know that this man would like just do anything for her it's like yeah she didn't know the extreme that he would go but it's like that you knew you knew that you'd always have him you knew that anytime you needed him you could call him and he'd come running it just it just annoyed me <laughs> number six is mr big from sex in the city now yeah of course i had to talk about him um so it's like what i didn't like was that he strung carrie along again what i don't even know like the first like the first season i don't know like was he like in his 30s maybe like maybe early 30s i don't remember if they like said that um but he strung her along and didn't want to fully commit to her and then it's like i felt bad when they broke up and he kept saying he didn't want to get married and all this other stuff because he'd done it before and then when carrie runs into him again he's married and i'm like shit that like stung a little and I, I guess the I don't want to be married the to you was silent <laughs> he just didn't want to be married to Carrie you know what I mean and I felt for Carrie in that moment because I was like oh damn like that sucks like I think that everybody's had that time when someone says like I'm not ready for a relationship and then they like start talking to someone else and then that person is the one or whatever and it's like I really felt for her because I, I did feel bad that he did that and I felt like that was fucked up I mean I know it's life and it happens but it's just like the way that he knew Carrie felt about him and I just felt like he was kind of in a way like in those earlier um basically in the whole like series I felt like he was kind of like stringing her along in a way and he was kind of he knew that she wanted more and he wasn't willing to give it but yeah he didn't want to let her go so I think you know that annoyed the hell out of me um and then of course he him and Carrie had that affair and it's just like I was just like wow you know that like pissed me off because I can't stand I hate cheating <laughs> it irritates fuck out of me so that's why he's on my list and then he was to me sometimes he could be condescending to Carrie like he kind of talked down to her or say things to her to make her kind of doubt herself in a way and it's like I don't know if he was doing that on purpose but I felt like he was in being an asshole in a lot of the you know tones sometimes that he had with her um it was just he was just very selfish you know what I mean like he didn't want her having anything at his house and he just you know like again when she would get too close he would kind of pull back and then be like oh well I told you what it was and it's like actually you kind of didn't <laughs> you know and um but it's like he just he just annoyed me and I just I never thought that you know she really should be with him but it's like you know again yet again like I said <laughs> like I get it because you know we've all had that person where it's like oh you know I want him so bad and he's kind of pulling back and I always wonder sometimes that that was like the appeal to Carrie because he was kind of pushing her away and it was like the chase and it's like in a way she was getting frustrated with him and I mean he did get his karma like Mr. Big did get his karma in Sex and the City 2 when um Aiden kissed Carrie and obviously they were married at that point but it's like he did get his karma because he was cheating on his wife with Carrie and then <laughs> Carrie and him were married and then Aiden kissed her and she kissed him back so it's like 
<laughs> it came back kind of like full circle in that way. And oh, and let's not forget that he stood carry up the day of their wedding. Like, come on now. And I felt like that was selfish in a way because he they did discuss like that small wedding. I understand that. And then it got bigger than what it was. It was bigger than what he wanted. He should have said something, <laughs> you know, like when it was getting to be too big, too much, like he should have said something. He didn't. And I felt horrible. The first time I saw that movie, I felt, I was like, <gasps> when he like did not show up and he left her. And then when she hit him with the flowers like that, I felt that like, I was like, oh my God, I felt so bad for her. You know, that that happened. Like it was very hurtful. And again, it's just like, man, like I watched the whole series and this whole time you guys were going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then finally in the movie, you're like, okay, you're mature now. You guys are in a committed relationship. And he still pulls the same shit that he did when he was in the series. And I didn't like that. Number seven. So got to talk about my girl, Carrie. <laughs> so Carrie Bradshaw from Sex in the City. Ooh, okay. Again, love that show. Love the dynamic of the four friends. Like, I love them all together. Like, I love it. However, Carrie, to me, was a horrible-ass friend. She was selfish. She made almost every situation that her friends had about her. She didn't really listen. I didn't like that about her. Like I said, I felt like she was a horrible friend. She was selfish. She was whiny. She was a brat. She was spoiled. And, um... To me, she I don't feel like she deserved Aiden or maybe in a way she just wasn't ready for him. But I felt like she wanted all of that that Aiden was giving her. She wanted that from Big. And I felt like she wanted that, but it was the wrong person. So I felt kind of like the same thing that Big was doing to her, stringing her along, not wanting to be fully committed and all this getting wind, way too deep. And then when the feelings were way too deep, it's like she kind of pulled back a little. And I felt like she was doing the same thing that Big was doing to Aiden. And he didn't deserve that. You know what I mean? And I felt like bad when her and Big like were messing around behind his back. And then and let's not forget that she admitted that she supposedly spent $40,000 on shoes. And I'm just like, hmm, okay. Like, I just was always confused sometimes about that because I'm like, it seemed like to me she only wrote a column a week, but yet she had all that money to spend on shoes and clothes and everything. And she wasn't paying her rent. And I didn't like how when she had to, I, th I can't remember, I think they like upped the price of her rent, but basically she needed all this money. She was in debt and everything and she was expecting her friends to come and save her. And Charlotte did not offer to help her. And it irritated me. And I feel like in this instance, again, she was a horrible friend because she got mad at Charlotte for not offering her money. I'm glad that Charlotte checked the fuck out of her and told her, Carrie, I love you, but it's not my job to fix your financial problems. <laughs> and it's the truth, you know, like it is the truth. It was not her job to fix her problems, you know, especially when it came to money. And it's like, you're an adult. She's not a teenager. She's her own, you know, she has her own house. She has her own career and everything. And I'm glad that Charlotte said that to her. And then again, I was irritated that like, yeah, Charlotte checked her, but in the end, Charlotte still 
stopped, you know, stopped and traded in her ring and still helped Carrie. And it's like, to me, I felt like she didn't deserve it. The way that she kind of went off on Charlotte for not offering. Again, it's not her job to offer that. Sorry to say, like, but your friends don't have to like bail you out in situations financially that you have caused. You know what I mean? It's like she knew that she was spending her money irresponsibly. And then when it came down to it, she wanted them to help her. And cool, Miranda and Samantha, you know, offered And that's fine. But it's like, and Charlotte didn't have to. And that's also fine, you know? And it's like, she had, she had the nerve to get mad. And I also didn't like how she called Samantha a hoe or a slut. It's like, excuse me? To me, like, it's so funny to me how they would say that Samantha was like the slut or whatever, because she was more open about her sexuality and, you know, things that she would do sexually and everything like that. Again, nothing wrong with that. But it's like, if I remember Miranda was sleeping with somebody, Charlotte, you know, even though she was the quote unquote good girl, the vanilla girl, like she had a lot of men too. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, so why was Samantha just quote unquote the slut? I didn't like that. Number eight is Lynette Scavo from Desperate Housewives. Um, I, again, I rewatched Desperate Housewives. It had been a long time, obviously, that I had watched it, and you know, I needed something to do at work. <laughs> so I rewatched the whole series of Desperate Housewives. And the reason why Lynette Scavo is on my list is because I just didn't like how she was a know it all. She was horrible to Tom. And yeah, I, I get it. Like, Tom was whiny as fuck. Like, let, and, you know, sometimes he didn't make the best decisions. I understand that. But I didn't like how she was always emasculating him and making him feel like he wasn't good enough. And it's like, she never supported any of his ideas or dreams. Anytime he had like some idea or dream or anything like that, she shut it down, make him feel stupid, make him feel like it wasn't good enough. And he finally said to her, he was like, you know, nothing I do is going to be good enough. And why don't you believe in me? And I, and I felt so horrible for him because he was a dreamer. He was someone who had a lot of ideas, who had a lot of passions that he wanted to like step into. And she always would tell him why it wouldn't work, why why it wasn't enough, like why it wouldn't work. You know what I mean? Or like, oh, well, you know, I was on this years ago and I know how it is. And it's just like, you know, and I was actually glad like when he finally got tired of her shit and he left her. I was so happy that like, he finally did that. It's like they were together, I believe she said for like 18, 16 or 18 years or something like that. Like they were together for like 20 years, maybe, um, if I'm not mistaken. Because it's like the show, she said one time 16, then it went to 18, then to 20. So let's just say 20 years they were together. And it's like he finally got tired of it and he left. And it's like even then when he left, she still was not like she still had to like control everything and that just like annoyed the fuck out of me and then it's like when he finally did meet someone and he was in a relationship to try to sabotage that and it's like girl why like why are you sabotaging that now because it's like when you're with him you didn't treat him very well and you know and I felt bad for Jane um in some ways because it was just kind of like you know she had to deal with this man who had just been separated from his wife of 20 years they had five children one of them was like a baby I believe the baby is like one or two or something like that and it's like Lynette would try to sabotage it like any chance that she got she would be sneaky and vindictive and all kinds of things and I mean one thing I have to say is that Jane did kind of annoy me as well because I felt like she was overstepping her boundaries in some ways um 
like with Lynette and things like that and stepping in between things that had nothing to do with her when it had to do with Lynette and Tom and it's kind of like girl you got with someone who was still married but separated but then you're telling him and you know what I mean like forcing him and getting mad at him that he hadn't signed his divorce papers and it's like well girl you shouldn't have you know you shouldn't have got with him so it kind of goes both ways but Lynette just like irked the fuck out of me like she just was a know-it-all not even to Tom she was a know-it-all to all her friends she just you know had to be right all the time and it was really annoying and not to mention she resented her children and she did not hide it she didn't make it a secret she was annoyed all the time when she was constantly getting pregnant and she I always felt like she thought that her kids were holding her back you know what I mean it's like she's like oh well I wanted to take this job off her but then we had the twins oh I wanted to do this but then we had another kid oh I wanted to take this job but you didn't want you know you want me to stay home and it's like girl like which one is it you know what I mean it's like she she had all these kids and again she just like resented them and it just I felt like she didn't deserve those kids like if we're being honest like she just always made it seem like they were holding her back or that she couldn't do anything because it's like oh well the cost of daycare the cost of this we can't get a nanny because it was just always a reason and I don't know I just I just didn't like that number nine is Steve Urkel from Family Matters okay now when I was a kid obviously He was funny as hell, like, you know, like he was a nerd and, you know, he was just always knocking things over and it was like, oh, ha, 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 Steve. Oh, that's Steve. He's funny. Whatever. Now, now that I'm an adult, like, let me tell you something. Steve Urkel was fucking annoying. (laughs) Annoying. Like, I remember I used to watch it when it was still on TV in the 90s. Okay. Again, when I first started watching it, cool funny ha 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 whatever as I got older and as the seasons like started going on I didn't think him running into things was funny he wasn't a kid anymore it wasn't funny how he was always like fucking things up it was just fucking annoying and the reason why to me that he is like problematic and I (laughs) was sitting here and like okay when I really thought about it he was a stalker (laughs) he harassed Laura He was obsessed with Laura. He would always say, I'm wearing you down. I'm breaking you down. Every time she said no. And it just annoyed me. It's like, she said, no, leave her the fuck alone. He would walk into their house unannounced. He, it was just, it was just fucking annoying. Like he was labeled a quote unquote geek. And then it's like, you, you wanted to feel sorry for him that Laura didn't want him and that Laura was being mean and all this other stuff. And it's like, she didn't like him and that's fine you know what I mean and it's also like oh well you know when he turned into Stefan or Kel she wanted him then and it's like yeah probably because Stefan wasn't like fucking annoying wasn't harassing her and wasn't knocking shit over and breaking things every time he entered a room so it's just he was just annoying as fuck to me because he didn't take no for an answer and it was like to me Myra was too good for him Myra was like in love with him it's like why the hell are you you know like ignoring someone who wants you and then you're still chasing after Laura no matter what you wanted to be friends with her whatever but you were still like in love with her and if we're keeping it 100% funky like I'm sorry but Myra was better looking than Laura like uh, no tea no shade but it's just like 
I just, I didn't like that. Like he just would stalk her. He was obsessed with her. Like any relationship she was in, he would try to sabotage it. He would try to, you know, like fuck it up for some reason. And again, it's like, oh, you feel so bad for him. And the audience went, oh, whenever Laura would like embarrass him or yell at him or tell him to go away or whatever. And it's like, no, nigga, like he, she said, no, she does not like you. Let it the fuck go. So my last and final one is number 10. So Joe from you, (laughs) save the best for last. Again, love the show. Like I cannot wait for season two to come out. Like it was fucking like crazy. Like the whole show was crazy. Like it was funny. It was, oh my God, this thing is nuts. Like it was just all of that. And I love that. But the reason why obviously that (laughs) Joe is on my list is because he was delusional as fuck. He was obviously a stalker. He was possessive. And it's just like that crazy moment when he met Beck for the first time. He just had this relationship already in his mind that like she was wanting him to know her better. And I was just like, oh my God, like when she handed him a credit card at the bookstore and he was like, oh, you know, you could have paid with cash, but you know, you wanted me to know your name. And it was just so funny. Like his his narration of like what he was thinking and he believed all of this that's why I said he was delusional and it's just like he was fucking obsessed with her obviously he stalked her he would watch her and he would find ways to bump into her and then it's just like he killed for her and I'm just like oh my god like he loved her that much that he would kill for her and again he would always have these things where he's like, you know, Peach wasn't a good friend to you. I had to do it. Like he just said it to justify that. And I was like, oh my God, he's fucking crazy. And he criticized everyone in Beck's life. Like that's normally obviously what a stalker does. They try to like isolate you and someone who's possessive and obsessed or whatever, they try to isolate you. And he did. He tried to isolate her from the dude that she was messing around with. He kidnapped him and eventually killed him. He tried to isolate her from her friends, but it's like Peach knew what was up. And it was like, they were kind of obsessed with her together, which is really weird. But it's like, in the end, he killed Peach. And it's just like, he was so delusional. Like he thought he was a nice guy in doing what he did for Beck. Like he felt like he was doing it in the name of love. And I was just like, God damn, like this is like crazy and in a way like it's so weird how like when I was watching this I was like oh my god he is insane he's crazy and then it was just like certain times I was just like yeah you know ah uh, I I can see it it was so weird like I was like what is wrong with me but I'm like kind of like in some instances like I was agreeing with Joe like certain things like that he said to Beck or whatever I'd be like yeah you know that that is true yeah that is right but I mean like let's not forget again that he killed um the dude that she was talking to previously and then saved his teeth (laughs) I mean he took Beck's panties he had them in a box and she found them and it's just like oh my god it's just like I didn't see how that's how oblivious she was that like he was always in the same like spots that she was randomly he would pop up randomly and it's like I'm sorry but me if someone 
I was like talking to or getting to know or whatever was always randomly where I was. I would question that shit. Like it, to me, that's just weird, especially if you have no friends. We don't have the same friend circle. Like, why are you here all the time? And it's like Beck just ignored it <laughs> again. She was just so naive or whatever. And it's like he had so many times where he almost got caught. Like when she came over and her clothes were on his like his couch and things. And so he just always managed to like be one step ahead of her and it just annoyed me that um he moved on which I thought that was great and the girl that he was with I felt like she was great but it's like to me the girl didn't need him as much like Beck needed him and he wanted to be needed and that other woman she was very independent and strong and she didn't need him and he to me he got bored with her and it's like when he broke it off with her and she just kind of got her shit and just left it's just like damn like you know like I felt like Beg would have been sitting there crying and begging him to stay and all this other stuff or whatever and it's like in a way it's weird because like him and Beck both had like fucking issues and in a way they kind of deserved each other I know it's like really weird to say but it's like Beck wanted to be saved and he wanted to be needed so it's kind of like in that way I feel like they were like perfect for each other and I mean I'm sorry but like he still shouldn't be fucking killing people you know in the name of love like but I mean like obviously like his girlfriend before he was the same way with her so obviously something's wrong with him so that's why he is my like top <laughs> problematic person I mean he deadass is like killing people <laughs> like for this girl and it's like I'm wondering too like in season two because his first girlfriend the whole time like we thought oh she's dead he did something to her spoiler alert <laughs> she's alive so it's like I want to see like what um she has to say it's like where was she at like maybe he wasn't lying maybe she just left but it's like the way that he was with Beck it kind of made you think like damn like he is crazy so you automatically just assumed he did something to his first girlfriend so that is it for this episode thank you guys so much for listening um I really 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 do appreciate you guys like um listening and supporting the podcast like it means a lot to me and my little black heart (laughs) I'm just joking but thank you guys so much and I will catch you in the next episode bye